0: Welcome to Tony's Take podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take podcast, episode one hundred and thirty-five. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we have Tony Katz.
1: Yes, we do.
0: Off-road sound engineer Andy. Thanks for having me. And our NHL resident expert
1: Turtle. It's your boy.
0: That might have been too loud. Yeah, you're gonna to want to turn that one down. I uh, <laughs> oh, can see that spike on there. Yeah, that almost that was uh, about an 8.0 on the Richter scale. There. I'm here. All right. Well, you are uh, listening to our I can, sports. I can take you out in post. So. He Uh-oh. will take you out at the post. <laughs> on <date>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you're ready. I'm a lady. It's Cobb for... salads
0: or whatever. Oh, oh. It's a wedge we're gonna, salad.
1: We're wedge. gonna go to the cafe part if you don't mind. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so this is uh tinder talk with uh turtle. No, I'm kidding. This is our sports pod. Make sure you check out entertainment pod hit that subscribe button, but we got uh, some good stuff to talk about today. So
2: let's just jump right on into some college football. Yeah, so there's a, a sport that professionals don't play, mm-hmm. but still millions watch every weekend and that's the uh, NCAA football and uh, as expected, you know all the top teams won again. Uh, we did have one big matchup Georgia I think they were number four, number three at the time, playing Notre Dame, who was number seven. Yeah, they were number three,
1: playing and, number uh, seven.
2: Georgia won, not a surprise, but what was kind of surprising because Notre Dame actually didn't get demolished like they usually do when they get these big matchups like this. Yeah, so.
1: and the other thing is too is like you would think, oh, three versus seven, even if that game's in Georgia, you're thinking like max seven point spread, and no, it was a f- it got all the way up. It closed at about I think it was sixteen. It closed at so it it and it opened at like fourteen. So I mean, it a lot of money was coming in on Georgia and. Notre Dame stayed with them the whole game. I mean, the biggest lead, I think, I mean, I don't even remember what Georgia won by seven, I think, or something, or six. It was, yeah,
2: 23 17, I believe. Yeah, because
1: I remember Notre Dame did get the ball back with a chance to win, and they got it with decent field position because that guy fumbled, I think, or an interception. Yeah, so I think he fumbled or something happened. But, yeah, it was just, a, you know, good. Uh, Good game by Notre Dame. I think that was good for them because I imagine, I haven't looked at the updated rankings, but I imagine they didn't fall far behind. They fell to 10. Okay, which is fair, though. For being 7 and losing, you only go to 10?
2: Just, it most likely will knock them out of the playoff.
1: Yeah, which I don't think they They go undefeated. Their only chance to ever even get there, I think, would have been if they would have done an undefeated season with beating Georgia on their resume. There's too many.
2: well, I mean, that's a good thing that uh, they had that matchup because it kind of was a playoff game already.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's too many good teams ahead of them you got. Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, all of them looking really good. Wisconsin looking very good, which was another big game this weekend. They played Michigan, which was what like some what well, what was Wisconsin ranked? Like 9 or something versus 11. They were yeah, 11. They're both around the top. I think 10. It was like 8 versus 11 or so. Yeah, big match. And uh Wisconsin, it wasn't even close. was up? I think 35 nothing at one point or tw- definitely 28 yeah. nothing. I really know that was the halftime team. score, but I think it was 35 nothing at one point. I think Wisconsin opened the second half with a touchdown, and I don't remember the final score was. I want to say something like 42-14 or 35-14, but Wisconsin looks good. They've done what they've had to do so far this year. They took care of the two bad teams they played by shutting them both out, and then they go against Michigan and made it look like they were playing another Division II school or something and just kicked their ass, too, so... Yeah, I think uh, another notable uh, thing that
2: happened this week was UCF lost their first regular season game in two years. They lost
1: it in good fashion, too. Yeah, Pitt. They did the Philly special, and they named it the Pittsburgh special, where, for those of you that don't know it, the quarterback got up and walked over to his lineman like he was telling the lineman to play, and the ball was snapped straight to the running back who ran it to the right, and the other guy came over, and he got it. Like an end around, and the quarterback sneaks into the end zone. He throws it to the quarterback for the win, and uh, that was for also. Keep in mind that was uh, for a two point conversion, I think, right? Or was it? No, it was just for a touchdown. They were down yeah. by uh, they were down by six. That's right. It was, and they went and got that touchdown and won the game outright. They were about ten point underdogs too, so uh, that was a that was a nice win for Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah. And then out, out west, we had some. Some big games, as we said last week, Pac-12 had six teams in the top 25, and three of them ended up losing.
1: Yeah, so uh, starting, I guess, with the lowest down up, ASU, who was 24th at home as like seven or eight point favorites against Buffalo, lost straight up. Uh, and I, who knows if they were maybe looking ahead, because I feel like I think they play someone of significance this week. It's either it's one of the Washingtons, I think. So who's to say they were looking ahead or not? But they didn't. Take care of business like they should have against Buffalo, and then uh, we saw on was that Thursday or Friday night? Friday night. Um, USC, USC and, at uh, home.
2: Their quarterback got hurt again, thirty
1: seconds into the game, and then they bring in the third stringer, who I guess had played some time last year, though.
2: Yeah, there was questions whether
1: he was going to be named the starter last year. I think, it, so. and uh, he came out and did not look like a third stringer. It looked like he should have been a starter. Made it almost look easy against Utah's defense. He had a great game, over 300 pass yards, and uh, took out Utah, and Utah, who was 10th at the time, I believe, gets the hand of their first loss of the season, and that's going to ruin any of their possible chances for any playoff opportunities. Yeah, I think uh, it's over for the Pac-12 in regards to playoff. I think uh,
2: Cal's the only remaining undefeated, and they're probably not all that good.
1: Yeah, solid, not nearly but
2: as good as they should be. And then yeah. you had
1: Oregon, who... I feel like it's what, sixteen or seventeen?
2: I think they're all the way up to eleven now. But oh. again, they already they already lost to a team that's in contention. Yeah, Auburn. It's gonna hurt them when it comes yeah, it is. down to that. So.
1: so they uh played Stanford, which at the beginning of the season you would have thought was gonna be, oh, this will be a fun game to watch, but not the case. Stanford has already been exposed of not being nearly as good as people expected. They were not they're not nearly as good as their preseason ranking in the top twenty-five. They uh ended up losing that game like twenty 1-10 to 10 or something like that, or 24-10, I don't know. I just know they lost by double digits at home to Oregon. So not looking too good for Stanford, but Oregon's doing their best to claw their way back. But uh, the most exciting game this weekend in the Pac-12 was a late game. So a lot of people probably didn't get to really watch it because it started at around 7.30 Pacific and probably didn't end until about 11.30 Pacific. Yeah, and you really
2: should pay attention to these games. Like maybe you're out somewhere, you're at a bar. Yeah, see if you get that and game it was actually uh,
1: Tommy, who we're trying to get back on here soon. I was actually talking to him yesterday, and he was bartending uh, the night that game was going on. I actually mentioned it. I'm like, oh, did you happen to see that game? And he's like, oh, yeah, I did. And I'm like, oh, did you guys have it on? And he's like, yeah, we did. And it was crazy. And so it's – those are the fun games. Like, I remember it was last year. It was one of the later – not really late, not as late as this game, but I remember being out and about when it was that LSU A&M game that went into, like, eight overtimes or oh, yeah. whatever. And that was really exciting,
2: but – These Pac-12 ones—they always call it Pac-12 After Dark. That's what they call it. Yeah, they're, you know, at least six times a year they're going to be crazy games. And
1: so, uh, what happened in this game was Washington State, who is ranked 19th or 17th. Yeah, they're up there, not top 20. Yeah, not top 15, but uh, had their uh, their quarterback, who Washington State to know about them is they are very pass heavy. They Mike Leach, pretty much only pass to the type of team that'll go for it fourth and three at their own 30. That's just how Mike Leach likes to play. And so they were annihilating UCLA. It was close early, and then they started picking UCLA apart. Like, I was watching the game, and, you know, Andy, I know you said you watched the whole game, too. Just it looked like it was automatic touchdown every time uh, Washington State got the ball, and then just picked him, picked him, picked him. And it went into halftime with, what, 35-13 at halftime, I think? Or 30? I think that was the... It was around no. there. It
2: was, it was a, a significant lead.
1: Yeah. I want to say... Because what what was like the 42, biggest 42-17 maybe? I think something? it was 35-17 at the half. Yeah. And then, because I remember Washington State, yeah, Washington State opens up the second half, two touchdowns pretty quick. It's 49-17. Washington State's winning. This game looks all but over. UCLA gets a touchdown. And then they get a fumble recovery on a, at the time, what looked like kind of a little questionable fumble call, but I think they didn't have enough to overturn it because they had called fumble on the field. UCLA scored quickly again. Next thing you know, it's 49-31. And I actually had UCLA plus 18, so at that point, I was interested just for my spread. I was like, oh, wait a minute. This could be close. And then, I want to say they ran like a pump back or something. Yeah, they had a big pump return. And then, next like thing you know, this, put them within a score this is an 11-point game or whatever. Or th- maybe that was the one that cut it to, to, f- to four or whatever, three. So. But, long story short, UCLA came all the way back. And, after being down 32, ended up taking a lead, giving it right back, and then... Got it back on a fumble for Washington State. Washington State had a chance to end this game. And the guy fumbled it, gave that ball back to UCLA at like the 20 or so. Yeah. And UCLA scored a touchdown, took a 67 63 lead, and then the first play on Washington State's drive, which I thought they were probably going to be able to come back because they had about a minute and a half left and fumbled again. I want to say that this was one of those crazy games because it's like obviously, you know, team was down 32, they win. It was 67 63. But for Washington State, I want to say they had seven turnovers or eight turnovers or something it was ridiculous. A ton. yeah. A and then on top of that, the quarterback for Washington State ends up throwing nine touchdown passes. Yeah. There was a point where yeah, at
2: the end there, I'm like, I was almost rooting for him to get to 10. Yeah. Which I don't know what the record is. I think it might be 10. He definitely broke Washington State records, which is impressive in itself because they pass
1: all the time. What was also impressive, too, was Gardner uh, Minshew, whose record he broke, who was the big popular guy in. Uh, And the NFL right now, it's actually his, uh, he was actually in the building. So it was kind of funny that as he was there. But you know what also I felt was funny is I'm surprised there wasn't any funny memes, at least that I saw, that talked about the fact that Gardner Minshew obviously didn't stay for the whole game. I want to say he probably left at like halftime or something. But while he was there, they were kicking ass. And then the moment he left, they lose. And I'm just surprised there wasn't more funny stuff out there on the internet about that. Did he really not
2: stay for the whole game?
1: No, because they would have showed him on the field more. Because when they were talking about when he broke his record, they didn't. Move the camera to him at all, which tells me he wasn't there anymore. But yeah, an exciting uh, week in, in college football. I would say this is probably been the most exciting so far. Yeah, we're getting into
2: it. We were... It's a conference play right now, so there's yeah. going to be better games. Got to the fun stuff was... like that, rivalry games.
1: So, but yeah, yeah. righty, Well, some baseball chatter. You said Andy?
2: Yeah, give you a little update on the uh, playoffs. We're heading into the uh, the final week of the season right now, uh, so it's almost all all wrapped up. Uh Oakland has taken a two-game lead on Cleveland and Tampa right now, who are both tied. So I think Oakland, they haven't clinched, but I think they got it. They just got to, you know, not completely collapse, and they'll uh, be there in the uh, with the first wild card, which is uh, big for them. I'd like to see them get in. You win the wild card game too, I think. Uh, Oakland always seems to be good, but they haven't had a deep playoff run ever, it seems like. I don't know if they've ever – did they ever get to the ALCS during that, like, you know, Barry Zito, Tejada years or anything? Uh,
1: I, don't I don't think so. So
2: I'd like to see them actually have a real playoff Because that year
1: that the movie Moneyball is based off, it was the year that I think the Angels actually won it.
2: Yeah, I don't remember. And they
1: would have lost to the Twins in the first round? Yeah. Or but, they no, I think in the – yeah, they did because the, the Angels were the ones that knocked out the Yankees. I think you see it in the movie that they do lose to the Twins. But I don't remember. Yeah.
2: But whoever the wild card team – is whoever wins that wild card game will have to face either the Yankees or the Astros, which is still up in the air. I think the Astros have a game lead over the Yankees for the best record in baseball and the Dodgers are two games back. So again it's it's unlikely the Dodgers are gonna catch either of them for the best record. So they're looking at uh just home field in the NL, which they do have to continue to win. I think they're, they're a few games up in the Braves. The Braves are still alive for best record in the NL, but it's not that's not gonna happen. Uh, but then also in the NL, the Cubs absolutely collapsed. I think last time, last week at this point, I said, oh, Cubs are hot. Cubs have lost now six straight games. Oh, boy.
1: And I feel like you, to you get to a point mentally, I feel like especially in baseball, with just how slow moving it is, that once you start to lose that those couple games, then you feel like in the back of your head like, oh, man, we've lost our chance. Then you get to a point where then those other games, it's just a downward yeah, slope. they lost four in a row to their biggest rival at home. That's hard to recover from that. It's and it was the also Cubs. the way they lost some of those games. I know one of the games they were up one run, one run losses. And one of the games they were up by a run going to the top of the ninth, and on back to back pitches, not only back to back hitters, back to back pitches, Cardinals hit two home runs and ended up taking it. Yeah, a, Craig Kimbrell like, seven, has been a
2: disaster for them. That's that's rough. But yeah, so I think uh it looks like the Brewers are gonna get in even without Yelich. And uh my my hope is that the Brewers uh, steal that wild card game, and then the Dodgers get to face them in the first round without Yelich. Which, yeah, that would be. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for because the Nationals
1: hot, yeah. could be they could be scary. Nationals
2: just have w- way better of a team. I think the Brewers have kind of
1: yeah gotten a be, little hot
2: streak at the end here. To I don't even know
1: who would start for the Brewers that game. It's, it's not a great roster. Chase Anderson. That's all I can it's, really think. It's of. Really not great.
2: But yeah, so that's it for baseball. So we should move on to uh, the NFL, the premier uh, sport right now. So everyone wants to talk about, uh, before the the game started this week, we had some more big Antonio Brown news that after a sports illustrated story that they found him threatening one of the people who accused him. Um, they showed texts of the threats and the Patriots had enough and finally cut him. And, uh, was the next day or two days later, Antonio Brown says, fuck it, I'm done. I'm not going to even try with this shit anymore. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think he was, after what happened, I don't think he, anyone was going to offer him anything, and it's just, just go away, you're done, like, it's, yeah. it's over.
1: I mean, I would love if we could, maybe one of these days, on a weekend or something where we just have spare time, we can try to dig it up, but I know for sure there was a podcast we had that I want to say was back in sometime around March and April when he was finally gone, and I predicted, I would love to hear it back, because I remember saying that I thought he would be out of the league in a few years, and I thought he was going to he was going to blow up and all this stuff, and... Once we find that, we air that to the public, people are going to think we're from the future. And I, maybe we are. I don't think it was the hardest thing to predict that he was... Uh, well, uh, I mean, he was not that. anyone else
2: predict it. He was doing that uh, That show, the Fox singer thing. The dance? Yeah, the yeah. old oh, mask singer. Yeah, I think he already did Dancing with the Stars, yeah, he, but he that's did what the second yes. one. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. I so even mentioned that. Probably next Bachelor, Antonio Brown. <laughs> uh, no, he I can come on so. your back while you're sleeping. It's oh, really boy. Good. Okay, wow. This is really a family pod.
3: <laughs> holy fuck i'm back with you boy yeah
1: we woke up the monster <laughs>
3: oh, Shit. Right. what are
1: your thoughts on that turtle have you ever heard about what he did
3: no but i mean i'm grasping what's happening there well who was is, who is the victim if we will
1: uh it was what his trainer or something
3: yeah so oh, one so of not the, a willing participant
1: well maybe it was his yeah. girlfriend at the time maybe so not they were they definitely it sounds like had some sort of
3: sexual bond fling
1: going on and anyway, the, how the story goes is that she was watching TV.
3: Uh, how her story goes.
1: Yes, okay. how her story goes is she was watching TV, and he was behind her and took his uh, dong out. Dong, interesting word choice. And started uh, you know, hitting, choking the old chicken, if you will. Mm. And uh, apparently spit it out on okay that sounds wrong no he ended up with her and supposedly to her story is she didn't know he was doing this okay so the,
3: the question is on her back right so he finished
1: on her back yeah and according to her story she didn't know he was behind her Jerking off and then finishing on her back. Okay,
3: so legit. Uh, actually, a few questions here. Okay, she's sitting in a chair and it's on her back. She. Oh, yeah, I don't know the bed. entire
2: schematics of it. Right, like she's yeah. laying on a
3: bed after sex, and that happens. I don't know that I condone that, but you can't say maybe you didn't see that coming if she's so watching it happened the after news. after sex, and he just. If she's watching it was the news again like that,
1: yeah. If if she did if he did that after sex, he should be in porn. <laughs> well, because I've heard that's how the porn. Uh, that's how they test you. Uh, I've heard that before. I've read some before where this one guy said where we, this porn star that when he tried out there. It was they had him masturbate in the, in the room, and then a, a couple minutes later they had him have to do it again. And what does that have is- to do
3: with Antonio Brown? The guy was whacking his.
1: No, because your, his you're you're the one that said if he were to. If he did this right after sex and I'm basically saying like well if he did it right after sex I'd be impressed that he could get that well, hard again and maybe get it going again. Maybe he did
3: ejaculate during sex is what I'm getting at. Oh, maybe well, that's his
1: finishing move. It's not after sex, it's just That would be
2: a pretty nefarious move. He's like, oh, it's not going to happen tonight." And then she rolls I'm over gonna, and he's like, "Ha." Psych.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the old fake huh? yeah. rule. You know what'll really make me come is if I just watch you watch TV. <laughs>
3: Oh, people in the weird stuff if he did that without her consent that's fucked up and I don't condone that he but uh, also it needs to be more to the story
2: he texted his buddies and made fun of it that, that he did that that's why it
1: was a yeah so I think story. that's why it's a little interesting yeah. mm. well, regardless though he has got what he has already been getting what's coming to him because he uh, is no longer in the he's NFL he's yeah. been cut by two teams this year. <laughs> And but I appreciated
2: when he uh, started attacking people, including uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Who, oh, yeah, I heard about it, but I never saw it. And also um, Robert Kraft. Who? Uh, oh shit! You know Robert Kraft uh, had some ejaculation <laughs> uh, scandals too. <laughs> I Is believe. that what he said? No, I, mean, I believe you tweeted that, right, Andy? Yeah. Well, if you try to read what tweet- Tony Brown says, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, that you tweet know, got
0: taken down that he had posted. Yeah. So I saw your post on a uh, take underscore Tony's. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, but it
2: says a tweet had been deleted. Yeah, he deleted everything. Of but. course, I mean, you know what he was saying. Robert Kraft got off on a uh, a technicality. As you oh, will. he got off, <laughs> and he got off <laughs> a lot. Yeah, pardon but. the pun. Well, that yeah. was exciting football. So that's it for Antonio Brown. Hopefully, just let's let's just end it. Like he's over. Maybe he'll come back like 15 years from now. I heard like, he's going to uh, go into
3: coaching Pee Wee football like teams. Like Joe now.
2: Namath on the Monday Night like sidelines.
1: Like hey Antonio Brown, remember that time you went crazy? I and don't I think like, he'll ever be allowed back. I think his time with the NFL is yep. completely done. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll ever be allowed at any like events with the NFL or any the XFL TV. already said no. Yeah, if the XFL is telling you no, then it, it's a no from everybody. Yeah, he'll write a book and that's it. I hope not.
0: He'll have a ghostwriter. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, can. yeah, like he can't yeah, even yeah, write he, a fucking tweet. Just,
1: he cannot write at all. Well, maybe it'd be a picture book.
2: Well, he's going back to school. That's, that, they did announce that. That's oh, good for shit. him.
3: They will make a movie now. He's, he's talking
2: cool. noise with all of his homeboys. Going back to Central Michigan. <laughs> with Think going Kame. back to school. Um, another story in the NFL. Um, <laughs> I'm sure if you've watched, you notice all the holding penalties. Mm-hmm. Even Tom Brady noticed. In, uh, yeah, he
1: said he had to turn the game off.
2: Yeah, he complained. And uh, I guess Saturday night, Goodell got the refs together and said, we can't do this. We can't keep calling all these penalties. And on Sunday... The penalties went down. The holding penalties went down. I think that's Not good. The Chargers it, games, but
1: because and it's like I've even heard. I think Chris Collinsworth is someone that has said it all the time. Is that there is honestly like holding probably on every play. Like you could always find a little something of holding if you wanted to. And it's like unless it's blatant, it's it doesn't need to be called that much. And I mean, obviously yes, if, it, if there is a significant hold or a significant like that leads to a big run whether well, like, it's when during you see the play when or, tackle
2: when like an offensive lineman like tackles a person you see that yeah. from time to time like yeah that's a,
1: and even if it is like if that guy's about to get the quarterback and someone grabs him there and they're thinking about themselves like we'd rather have this be a 10 yard penalty and get second down back as opposed to it being third and 16 we'd rather have second and 20 there's some strategy behind that I imagine but and then you know if they go downfield and some guy breaks a run and then this guy's about to get him and it, there is a significant hold then yes but it doesn't need to be these ticky tack holds and I just feel like now with these refs is there they get now they're getting too flag happy and stuff where it's they're just throwing these things out at will and it's it's taken away from the game for people that are watching the game, for people that are playing the game. And uh yeah. So it's good that Goodell finally did something significant with his time and Yeah. The Chargers have had three touchdowns
2: taken away in the last two weeks. Yeah, they, they screwed
1: themselves so. on penalties this week so, also.
2: So I mean, yeah, they're not all like terrible calls, but it's like close enough. But I think that they had a new emphasis on the you know, it's hard. It's really hard to block a player, a defensive player, moving towards the ball, and they kind of turn sideways. And they always, they want to call those now. But I think uh, we'll see less of them, which is nice. Um, another story is a uh, Jalen Ramsey, who, you know, we tweeted that he it might have been his final game with the Jaguars. Well, he did play pretty well. The Jaguars did a really good job on pass defense, and they decided they want to they want to figure it out. They want to solve their issues and keep Ramsey because he's such a good talent that they don't they don't want to move him. So they said they're not going to trade him, even though he demanded a trade. So I don't know how it's going to shake out, but hmm. looks like he'll play another another game with Jacksonville this week.
1: So well, we'll see. Maybe they had Gardner Minshew talk to him. Maybe. Maybe that was what did it for him. He's like, "Look, man, you got to stay here with me, brother." I think we've
2: seen. I think it's a theme this year is a kind of the GM front office guys just being dicks to players because uh, they said that's probably what happened is that the. Uh, the GM or Tom Coughlin kind of got in an argument with Jalen Ramsey, and he's like, I don't want to play here anymore. But coaches are much better at talking to players than these, these kind of guys in the front office. Players are probably way more responsive to their coaches than you know the guy upstairs. So,
1: Ooh, We're bringing God into this, huh? <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, now let's, uh, let's talk about what actually happened in the games this week. The so 49ers and Bills both won again. Yep. And I asked
1: the question last week, are they for real? Now they're both 3-0. And I think I said I didn't believe in Buffalo as much as I believed in the Niners. I think. I don't even know, but I'm pretty sure I said that. And uh, now, you know what? I think I might take that back about Buffalo. I, I actually, I like this Buffalo team. You know, they, those fans are just so energetic. And, then it, and they're so crazy. And then it was like, I just, I don't know. I just kind of like what they got going on there. It seems like they have some vibes going on over there that are very positive and confident. And I mean, yes, we do look, we got to look at who Buffalo's played so far. 0 9 strength of schedule so far. Yeah. So they've played the Giants, who aren't very good. Oh, yeah. We will get to them in a second because I did oh, I guess they talk, did win. I did talk no, about them. And then they've played, uh, help me out. The here. Jets, the Jets, and the Bengals. 0-3. And now the Bengals. So. So
2: one and eight combined
1: record. Yeah, so, and I mean, so Should it's gonna, z- until we see them play in New England, and I'll let them say when we see them play New England at home or when we see them play at least a team with a winning record, then we can kind of see what Josh Allen's really about this season and other stuff, but yeah. And then, of course, you know, the Niners, kind of the same thing. I feel like they played Tampa Bay. That's not that amazing. One and two. <sighs> the Steelers, who are 0-3, and the Bengals, who are 0-3. So we... Same thing, 1-8 and eight yeah. strength. So these two teams are 3-0, and they've played a combined record of teams that are 2-16. and So we don't know yet.
2: Yeah, I think uh, San Francisco's defense has done pretty well so far this season. I'm not sure how good they really are. Um, I know they moved the ball pretty well last week, but Steelers got some uh, big turnovers, and but they still held, held on to win that game. So I don't know. I think both those teams, they have a great head start. Uh, to the wild card, but there's always a team that starts 3-0 and doesn't make the playoffs. One team last year that did that was uh, the Miami Dolphins, and look at them now. Yeah, they may never win again. Yeah. So Josh Rosen actually uh, was named starter. He uh, did pretty well in the first half. I think it was 10-6 to 6 at halftime. Against the Cowboys? When yeah, they were only down 10-6, yeah. And he had like point spread? I
1: want to say he had like 155 pass yards or something at the half. So he was he was looking pretty good. Yeah, and then – He's got uh, nothing to lose at this point. I mean, he's just got a – because I don't know if his time in Miami is going to last because if they do continue things the way they are right now, which is looking like a 2-14 and 14 season, they're probably going to, I assume, get to a – or a Her- Herbert or, Herbert maybe, or whatever. Or, yeah, whoever they want. So Rosen's going to end up – have to end up somewhere else, too, because he's not going to be a young backup to a young quarterback or even want a young quarterback breathing down his neck, even if he's still the starter yeah. next year. What if
2: Rosen just keeps going to bad teams, like he goes to Denver next year or something?
1: Rosen is probably going to end up like a, like a Fitzpatrick and a Keenum and a, yeah those type of guys that just seem like every year they're on a different team and they somehow get a starting chance because the teams are so bad. But, uh, yeah.
2: And then in the uh, the game of the week, I think, this year, like heading er, so far this year, uh, the Chiefs and Ravens, it ended up being close, but it was really, Chiefs kind of dominated that game. They were up, I think, 30-13 to at one point. And it's just, it's clear you can't, you're just not going to stop the Chiefs. I mean, without all the players that were, the players that missed this week, it just doesn't matter. They just plug in people. yeah. Um, and then, you know, Lamar Jackson didn't match it. They ended up scoring some points at the end. But I wouldn't say that was a very impressive day for the Ravens. I think uh, the Chiefs kind of led them, you know, somewhat of a backdoor cover. Because I, I think it was five and a half and it ended up being
1: Yeah, a five I, I think even at my side it was actually five that morning. So it was uh, definitely it was close. But, um, yeah, that was a good game. I mean, we had the. It's not a Sunday unless Mahomes throws a touchdown pass beyond, like, 60 yards, and he threw an 83-yarder two. one of the fastest guys I've ever seen on the field. Hardman? Yeah, I don't know that how they keep
2: getting these guys. This guy
1: is fast. And then they have that Robinson guy that just, just hands of like, Velcro on him. He just catches everything. So, I mean, it is crazy how they do find these random receivers, and they're just good, or they're just fast, and Mahomes just makes them good.
2: Yeah. Well, let's hope this one is a, a better guy. Uh, also, the Vikings they looked uh, pretty impressive. They played the Raiders, but uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook's had an amazing start to the season, so let's hope he doesn't get hurt like he always does. But, I don't mean, I wasn't high on them coming into the year. It just like, kind of seems like they've been the same team for a while. Um, Kirk Cousins has not been impressive at all, but it looks like they're still a great defense, and now yeah. there's
1: a really good running game. Dalvin Cook looks great. It's good to see him back and looking good. He looks like a top three fantasy running back this year. Yeah, I think he's number one so far. Yeah, but, wow. I mean,
2: because he's not even doing it with a lot of carries. Yeah. I think it was 16 for 110 this well, week. Well, they were saying a
1: lot of te- a lot of teams nowadays, we talked about that on podcasts a couple months back, how just there's no more, you don't really see the running back anymore carry the ball over 20 times in a game. It just doesn't happen as much. I think I saw one the other day, I forget who it was, who I think did have like 24 carries or something. I was like, whoa, I don't see that. That might not even been in the NFL. That might have actually even been a college game. Yeah, Wisconsin. I think it was a college game, actually, where I saw a guy have, like, 32 carries, and I'm like, dude, you just don't ever see that in the NFL anymore.
2: We also had a a matchup of former Texas A&M quarterbacks that didn't finish their careers at Texas A&M. That was uh, Kyle Allen filling in for Cam Newton against Kyler Murray. And uh, Kyle Allen ended up putting up 38 points, four touchdowns.
1: Yeah, and and he... he uh, Brought Greg Olson back from the dead, and I only know that because I had to go against Greg Olson in fantasy that's that I rough, lost this yeah. week, and he had a couple touchdowns, like seven, eight catches for like 90 yards, and I was just like, wow. Yeah,
2: I thought he was working in TV or something, but yeah.
1: But I don't – are you going to – I'd like to talk about uh, Daniel Jones also. That's, that's the next one I have to All right, I've, I could just read it in your mind. But <laughs> the reason I want to talk about uh, Daniel Jones is because last week – I did kind of foreshadow it a little bit when we found out he was starting. I said, this guy's not going to be as bad as people think. I said, "I, being the degenerate gambler I am, I said, I actually watched some Duke football games over the last couple of years and watched him play and know that he's not that bad. And I said it was going to be a simple thing, like a similar thing to Porzingis, where this guy gets drafted, nobody knows who he is really, so they get all pissed off. And then Porzingis ended up being great for the Knicks while you know during his healthy time there. And Daniel Jones comes in his first start. They were getting their butts kicked. I want to say it was like twenty-eight to ten or something like that at one point or I think so, yeah. And he brought them all the way back to a thirty two to thirty-one victory, was yep. it? And that was with a thirty eight yard field goal missed by Turtles favorite kicker Matt Gay. Matt Gay. And uh, quite a quite a weird
2: series of events there where the uh the coach Bruce Arians took a five yard penalty. Because he thought the kicker wanted to kick a longer field goal, <laughs> because sometimes when you're, it's a really short field goal, you get that awkward angle. Mm-hmm. But he went from basically extra point distance to five yards behind, and it's, I don't know, that was a, one of the dumbest things. Some coaches have, uh,
1: did some dumb things this week. Oh yeah, yeah we didn't. We'll get to that one we'll next. Get, we'll I get think to the one Sunday night game. Um, but uh, yeah, I just want to say. So I'm already predicting Daniel Jones is going to be the next popular thing in quarterbacks. I think it's going to be a great year for first year starters. Because Gardner Minshew's all over the internet with his mustache and his just uh, attire. You know, he wore jorts to the game, the Washington State game. And if you don't know what those are, those are just jean shorts that are cut up and beat jean shorts. He got a uh, porn offer this week too. He got a porn offer of his mustache, which makes me wonder what the fuck am I doing. And then well, uh, you don't start for the so yeah, Jets. I, I need to be starting somewhere. I need to be starting somewhere. And then um, he also had a little funny story that got uh, that he talked about on uh, one of. On a sports podcast, and he mentioned how he tried to medically redshirt
3: his freshman year.
1: Turtle, you might like this story. Oh, I
3: heard this story, man. All right. I'm way ahead of you. So let me just jump in here real quick and say it's very Blue Mountain State-esque, in my opinion. But continue. Turtle
1: would actually love this quarterback. This is what Turtle needs more of. This would make him watch the NFL, I think.
3: Potentially. If there was more Gardner Minshew's out there.
1: I could also see him cutting a country album.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I could also see him date one of our mothers, but that's just the kind of ruthless animal he is. I mean, uh, I don't no, think
1: so, but... No, neither. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, tell hey, the story. But
1: uh, he, had a, he said he was in a room, and he wanted a, he wanted a medically red shirt his freshman was his freshman? Obviously, his freshman year at Washington State. Was he at Washington State at no, the time? he, he was, wasn't, huh? He was, he was at, at
2: Eastern Carolina or so something. So, yeah, yeah,
1: he's got a crazy story also. So he's like, Eastern Carolina or whatever. And so he was in his dorm room, and he had a bottle of Jack Daniels and a hammer, and he took a, some swigs of the Jack Daniels bottle, then got the hammer and hit his hand three times, trying to break it. <coughs> I don't know if he succeeded. I, he is older. He did play a bunch of years,
2: but I think he had to like go to community college. So and the, all yeah, stuff. so I
1: know so. his story is he started off with community college, then it was there. He ended up in Alabama as a backup, and one of my well, another story I heard is that Mike Leach called him up. And when he was trying to recruit him or someone talked to him and said, hey, you have two options. You can either be the backup at Alabama or you can come lead the nation in passing yards. And so he decided to go to Washington State where I imagine he did lead the nation in passing yards because that's how Washington State operates. And I just think that's – those two together, Gardner Minshew and Mike Leach, like what a duo. Maybe like the best – one of the best duos ever in uh, college football history. For it depends on what you're measuring. Quarterback and coach. Yeah, I think what I'm measuring here is personality.
2: <laughs> okay. What about Johnny Menzel and whoever fucking douchebag was his coach?
1: Lincoln, right? I don't know who his coach was. I don't know. who. I don't remember anymore. Well, we were talking about Daniel Jones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's already shirts with Daniel Jones that are called, like, Danny Dimes and stuff and all this stuff. So he's – if he has another couple good games, and especially if he can just beat, like, the Cowboys or Eagles this year, he's going to he's gonna get some recognition. Yeah, I thought the uh, the Baker Mayfield thing where
2: he kind of criticized him was ridiculous because he was saying, shouldn't someone have been a winner before being, like, a, a top pick in the NFL? And just like, that's not how it works. Like, it doesn't work in sports, like, that way at all. Like, did Damian Lillard ever play in a tournament game? Probably not because he played at a... <laughs> shitty school yeah but it just it doesn't it doesn't matter like talent will break through so i thought that was a uh, a dumb take <clears throat> and i think that's with. the
1: other thing too is like when you look at with him right now is nobody is really believing in him and so i think you just he, he's out there with i got nothing to lose if i don't do well i just meet everyone's expectations but if i do do well i go way beyond everyone's expectations all right so before we, we talk about my team and i think we
2: if you want to say something about your i don't, need to, your, nah, I don't okay. need to say anything um Teddy Bridgewater actually, he won in Seattle. I don't think anyone saw this coming. Seattle was like six point favorites. Yeah, I think it, I think it had closed at five, but yes. So that's kind of crazy because New Orleans won thirteen games last year, and it wasn't all because of Drew Brees. Um, just a super talented team, and they showed, showed, and they paid yeah. a lot of money to have Bridgewater there. So uh, I think they're he'll keep them afloat at least that they're and their division sucks. Carolina, just lost one and two. <laughs> Tampa's one and two, and the Falcons are one and two. So, yeah, I, that's think, not they, um, a... I think they'll still win that division. Um, okay, the Chargers now they fell to one and two. Rough game
1: to watch. Still have so many guys out, and I just yeah, I actually uh, believed in the Chargers this weekend. I actually had two bets on them. One of them won, thankfully. I had them just to be winning at halftime, and then I had the minus three for the game, which looked good at one point. Yeah. I mean, I th- what were they up, 17-7 at one point? Or? So,
2: at one point, it was 17-7, and they had a pass interference penalty taken to the five. And then it got reversed, and then everything fell apart. And I think the problem with this team, they've always had a shitty offensive line, and now their left tackle has a heart condition, so it makes it even shittier. And they just don't seem they they don't seem to try to improve it. They they yeah. went too many years with a bad offensive line, and now you've got a old quarterback who... He could never move, but now he's
1: a he really little bit slower. Yeah. A little
2: bit slower getting the ball out, and five sacks, including a Baker sack.
1: Good thing today about uh, with the same thing with like Baker Mayfield today. I was listening that talked about how their offensive line is not that good, and Colin Cowher was saying basically everything he has predicted and has talked about has been like true so far. And they said like, yeah, you can have these good wide receivers, but if you don't have the offensive line to protect your quarterback, he's not going to be able to have the time to let these guys do their routes and stuff. And they said how Baker Mayfield's thirtieth in the league in completions. And second interceptions, and that goes with not having time. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. That's what the the Chargers. The last two games have
2: moved the ball very well, but haven't been able to score because every time they get close to scoring, they'll have either a holding penalty to knock them out, or a sack, or a turnover on a on a rush throw. And it just it's a it's really an Achilles heel. You don't want to you don't want to leave yourself with an with an Achilles heel. that's what no you don't. So they call it that. And it's like they're they have plenty of talent, but there's just this this weakness they're not going to be able to get over um at least until okun comes back so yeah.
1: well,
3: i
2: think uh, i mean we'll football's see. rough
1: it's a rough sport this it happens is, can injuries go from happen it. all the time yeah we've seen a lot this year especially for quarterbacks but we'll see um so Steelers, no thoughts no I, I it's nothing to say they're 0-3 it's not looking good i originally thought it would be them or the browns to so win that division i gave no respect to the ravens and i take all that back ravens are going to win that division by two or three games Yeah, it looks like it now. The Steelers, if they would have been able to beat the Niners, I would have started to believe, but that offense just isn't going to be able to move enough. I mean, at least they made that defense a little better for the future with Fitzpatrick and stuff, and it is a good young defense, but they're going to have to figure out a quarterback situation in the next couple of years.
2: Well, I believed in Rudolph.
1: I picked uh, – I do too, and I still do. He's young. I picked
2: him and uh, James Washington in Daily Fantasy because, you know, they were the college teammates, yeah. and I was like, oh, I believe in this, and it didn't
1: happen. Yeah, I would maybe do that at home. I think this could be a good week to do that. He plays Monday Night Football this week. They're at home against the Bengals. They're going to be eyeing their first win. If they don't win that game, they might as well go in 16 and go fuck themselves. <laughs> but And they don't get that pick. Yeah, and then go get Tua or something. Dolphins <laughs> will Roblesburg have the number one and – Dolphins will with the number one That's and – That's right. And they wouldn't have that pick, huh? <laughs> That's honestly that Dolphins might have been a great Tua and Her- Herbert? Might a, yeah. Might have been a great trade for
2: the Dolphins. Yeah, they're they're loaded with picks, but yeah. they they might not be a competent team for four years. Yeah, well, that um, happens. The last game yesterday, the Rams went to Cleveland, and it was just a shitty game. Just Yeah, it was good. uh
1: more defense than I anticipated. I was kind of hoping for a shootout. I thought Goff versus Mayfield, Sunday night football. Two offenses that can definitely score and it wasn't that at all it was Brown's offensive line not being able to protect him and then Rams I don't know if they're just doing that this early in the year or if they've completely changed things, but they move slower now they're not going they don't do the whole hurry up thing like they yeah, were for most Goff, of the season off
2: looks a little off I know their offensive line is struggling because they've you know they lost a couple guys from last year and then another guy got hurt I so. mean
1: knowing McVay, I wouldn't be surprised if this is just something he's doing early in the season to like throw teams off or something but I don't know. You just wonder. But on the other side for the Rams, they gotta be encouraged by that defense. Clay Matthews
2: looks better than I would have thought. Dante Fowler in his second year with the team looks really good. It's just a pretty intimidating pass rush. But you have Aaron Donald coming up the middle, and then you got two guys on the edge coming at you. It's Yeah. It's scary. But they need more out of that offense if they wanna be a true contender. Um and then this week, as we say it's the NFL. We had some injuries. Saquon Barkley, he's going to miss at least a month, maybe longer. He uh, had a high ankle sprain. So that's not good for a running back. It's, yeah. Uh,
1: especially a top running back. Here's number one fantasy. Yeah, that's going to affect
2: a lot of fantasy leagues. Um, also, Derek Wolf of the Broncos had the same injury. Yeah. So same time for him. Uh, then Keanu Neal, this is really sad. Probably very sad for Joe because it's a, just a brilliant name. But uh, Keanu Neal tore his Achilles a year after he tore his ACL in the opener last year.
1: And I've been noticing with what we saw in basketball here, it seems like it's a trend that if the Achilles goes down, the ACL gets weaker ACL or vi- vice versa. Yeah. So it's pretty, uh, pretty unfortunate because those are two major injuries. Those are two, like, nine-month injuries. So yeah, unfortunate when those happen. Yeah, that's, it's sad when you have a player which, uh, who can't stay healthy. Speaking of which, on that subject, I did read something today that says Durant's eyeing to come back this season. I'm... We I'm don't sure want he is. and I don't mind it happening. Make the East more exciting because the West is already going to be stacked. I mean, Andy, you haven't done it yet, but we've got NBA 2K twenty. And I'll tell you what, yeah. some of these young teams, like the Sacramento Kings, the Dallas Mavericks, they're like not yet, but a couple years. I didn't so love the Kings offseason,
2: so. What? I didn't love the Kings off season.
1: I got him. I think, I think they they'll be
2: better just because those guys are gonna get it. Well, be it
1: depends if De'Aaron Fox also makes that big jump. Yeah. But I like their a little bit of their bench. I like Bogdanovich coming off the bench and I just
2: hate Harrison Barnes. So,
1: well, he'll eventually be dust. Yeah, is that? I mean, that's a good note to leave on because I think we're going to start doing some basketball previews because that starts. We'll get that going in October. Even Dobby will get in on that. Can't wait. Maybe we'll bring Turtle back for the basketball. He's always been a big fan of the NBA.
3: Huge, huge (laughs) secret, secret obsession. Oh,
1: we forgot Turtle. We need
2: your uh, your notes on the upcoming season.
1: We got. Uh, we'll just really quickly we'll get you involved here.
2: Are there any good like mustaches this year, like a coach that looks like he owns a pizza restaurant?
3: Uh, no. Not other than Quinville. But the guy to watch this year is going to be Mitch Marner, right? He's got a big contract. He's got a lot to prove. He's already been talking shit in the preseason. What's he been saying? I haven't yeah. heard any of that. Uh, so there, there was an episode the other night where he got in a little little scrap with one of the, uh, gosh, I don't even know who they're There's playing, but with- but a nobody, basically. And and so they're jawing back and forth at each other. and. It looked like he was going to jump him, but he was just looking behind to see what the guy's last name was. But, you know, basically saying, I got I got no idea who you even are. What are you doing out here? So he's fired up. He's ready to play. That's what I'm excited. Well, he had just see. recently
1: got a pretty decent contract here, right? You just said that, I know. At the yeah, I, I don't know the details of it, but it was a large contract. Yeah, it, for it was, NHL, too, because those contracts are nothing compared to NBA and MLB and whatnot.
3: No, yeah, well, because the, the NHL players are smart with their money, so they don't I'm have sure to they be don't, that large. Maybe it's they don't it's, it's a much. whole ratio scale thing. But... Uh, that's all I really got. No, I haven't been following anything. Well, who's uh, quick then? I know you're so you're a big ducks guy. Four minutes ago, they kicked off their first game against the Kings preseason. We kicked wise. off.
1: You <laughs> <New laughs> rules. And uh, they um, aren't supposed to be too good this year. They're, I think right now they're 80 or 90 to 1 odds to win it. But uh, as a fan, are you optimistic or is this really going to be a rebuilding season?
3: I think it'll be rebuilding, but I'm always optimistic. I keep my equipment in the car at all times. Never know when I'm going to get that call.
1: You really, I mean, you really have to be also because when Vegas started two years ago, they were 101 to start that season, yeah. and they got to the Stanley Cup, and they were what, a ga- two games away from winning it. I want to say Washington won that series in six.
3: Yes, they did. Mister Alexander Ovechkin got his cup, but yeah, they uh, they're probably in the midst of a rebuilding year, but maybe uh, somebody jumps up and shocks us.
1: Yeah, you never know. Should be good. Should be good. How's uh, Portland looking this year? Okay, that's. A- is there, there's a team going up there soon, isn't there?
3: Yeah, no, that, that's not in effect right now, but... Uh, yeah, there's a Seattle team coming. Yeah, so. it's Seattle. I, I don't I think Portland. What you they mean. would just
1: be like the Portland IPAs or something. Yeah,
3: no, the Portland women don't shave their armpits.
1: Well, that'd be a long name, but yeah. you never know. Jerseys would be dope, though. <laughs> you never have to wash them. They're just the hairy jerseys. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, well, uh, thank you for the hockey insight. Maybe so. once things really get going, we'll have you yeah, talk again. Yeah, we'll get back here.
3: Also, we're, uh, are you going to stick around for the entertainment one? No, uh, that's a possibility. I'm going to need to grab something to drink here and uh, see where we're at. Because I think entertainment will be more... Uh, Entertaining, I get it. Yeah, I'd it'll like be to. more his speed. Hear your in- My insight
1: speed. on stuff. We
2: got some good stuff. Yeah. Terms I mean, like an entertainment podcast. You... Season 5, episode 12. Yeah. Great review he's going to have of it. Is that so?
3: Maybe. I mean, I just watched the one today where Andy got back from 12 <laughs> weeks on a boat.
2: Andy, you
0: were
3: on oh, no. our <laughs> own Andy. <laughs> sorry. Anyway.
2: You All see, right. a real fan of watching those late seasons like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: uh, I think uh, that's going to be... It for our sports pod tonight. All
2: right. Well, yeah,
0: it was a good one. You've been listening to episode 135 of the uh, Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Goodbye. Tony Cats.
1: Goodbye, indeed. And the special guest,
0: Turtle. Till next time. See you later.